You walk down the cobblestone street, listening to the click-clack of your own shoes, while avoiding the fallen leaves that stay in the street. The fall colors still resonate through the glow of the street lamps, but make no mistake, those alleyways are dark, and shadows seem to travel freely down them. As you look up at the statue of a firefighter saving a child from a burning window, you ponder those that were lost while bravely applying their trade, and those that weren't so lucky to be reached in time. There's click-clack behind you. Another soul enjoying the fall breeze, but as you turn to look around, no one's there. You heard the footsteps, didn't you? Tricks of the mind, familiar sounds that are etched in your mind, but it starts up again. Perhaps time to move on. There are old taverns, hotels, and buildings everywhere. Even in a city as young as Edmonton, Alberta, many people have passed through their doors, although some didn't walk out. Do they still walk those halls, peering out the window of those enjoying an evening out amongst friends? Tales of lore and mystery are shared, passed down among family and friends. Some are dismissed as poppycock. I got to use the word poppycock. But sometimes the details are the same amongst those that are never shared. Those stories among themselves. A moved hairbrush. A rush of cold air outside the same door. The sounds of footsteps on the cobblestone. Wait, did you hear this? Hear those again? We're entering the spooky season, where many see the fall season as a return of pumpkin spice lattes, leggings, and baggy sweaters. We get those Canadian lads, although wearing our best leggings, enjoy the spectacular season upon us, and have reached out to someone who can perhaps fill us in on a few more ghost stories. Nadine Bailey of Edmonton Ghost Tours joins us tonight to talk about our new podcast, Haunted Canada, and how to explore the creepy side of Edmonton. But before we join Nadine, Brad, how are you doing tonight? Jeffrey, you said poppycock on this podcast. Thank you. First of all, I did. for using the term poppycock on those Canadian Lads podcast. Jeffrey, I am doing fantastic. I am super excited to do this uh, to this conversation, to do this interview with Nadine Bailey. Uh, I was a I had a chance to listen to her podcast. I had a le- chance to uh, take it in. I've never been on her tour. You've been on her tour, but uh, I am super pumped. Jeff, are you pumped? I am, yeah. No, this was uh, it was is always it's very wonderful for Nadine to uh, to uh, <laughs> to join us, enlighten us to, with her to agree to agree to join us, and you know, uh, you know, Nadine, uh, as I said, from being on the ghost tour, from listening to the podcast, you can tell she's a talented storyteller. Um, I definitely think that she's going to, you know, she's going to bring it tonight, and we're going to benefit from it. So thank you in advance, Nadine. Well. Just to let you know, Nadine's currently waiting in our green room. Uh, she's waiting in the wings, ready to join us on the podcast. So with one quick swipe, she'll be joining us. So Jeff, you ready? Let's go. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's probably not too many boys and girls listening to us, but uh, we are super excited. Uh, this is episode 37 of those Canadian lads. We have a special guest uh, we have Nadine Bailey, storyteller, the owner and uh, and host of Edmonton Ghost Tours. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. That's me, a jack of all trades. And podcaster, fellow podcaster, Haunted Canada, a uh, few episodes in the books, a lot of good storytelling. Nadine, welcome Thank to you Those so Canadian much. Lads with Jeff and Brad. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my first time I've ever been asked to be on a podcast since I started my own, so I'm like super excited. We're super excited to have you. Jeff, how's it going as well? Good to see you, my friend. Still alive, and that's all that matters at this point in time. <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully the internet holds us together tonight and we don't have a discombobulation like we've had in the last technical difficulties, but... I think yeah, uh, I think we'll be good. I think I think with the good luck that good luck that Nadine's bringing to us tonight, I think it's going to come out really well. So, well, I was telling a story, obviously, uh, with the podcast that Nadine's putting together, uh, the Marianne Plett uh, Pelt Plett. I say Pelt. I mean, I, I know some people say me Plett. I just say Pelt. Well, I had an I had a I had a kind of a serendipity or a cosmic coincidence. I was. Uh, across the street from Don Wheaton, where uh, Marianne Pelt Plett worked at an insurance office, so I was telling Nadine before we went on the air that uh, I think this was this was all meant to be tonight. Probably was. It's like I said, White. We were just talking about that. I mean, White Avenue when you when you're right across from the Don Wheaton Shovels parking lot. 
I mean, it's it's right there. It still has that beautiful neon sign, and you know that hasn't changed since that uh, that horrible horrible crime happened, you know, so many years ago. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's a wild story, and I think we do need to dive into that. But first, I think we need to get to know Nadine a little bit better. So. Uh, you're the founder and host of uh, Edmonton Ghost Tours and a paranormal podcast called Haunted Canada. So what started your interest in the paranormal? Well, I think it's more for me the, the storytelling aspect. Um, I've always been a storyteller. I'm originally born and bred from Newfoundland. And we moved to Edmonton, Alberta many, many moons ago when my husband, uh, we finished university. And this is where we ended up. This is where he got a job and this is where we ended up. Um, and you know, he's, was doing very well in his career. He went on to do his master's. So we ended up staying here cause it's been very good to us. And I didn't want to go back like into the corporate world anymore. I had done that for a few years. Um, and I had always had a background in writing, acting, um, all the, all those sort of things. So when we moved to Edmonton, I was like, you know, I wanted something different. And I mean, I was only like 27 at the time, 28, we just got married and, uh, a friend of mine had been doing a, a ghost tour in St. John's, Newfoundland, can't call the Haunted Hike. Um, and I was like, hey, we don't have a ghost tour in Edmonton. <laughs> so I was like, I can do that. So, you know, I didn't mind talking. I did my performing. And my philosophy has always been, if you don't try, you'll never know. So I was like, I'm going to do a ghost tour. And, you know, people, including my husband, thought I was crazy. They're like, you're going to do what? I was like, I'm going to do a ghost tour. And, you know, the first night I remember I had 12 people the first night. I still have the very first $5 I've ever made. Oh, nice. oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I have it framed. And uh, from there, it's history. It just, it took off. I got really good ratings, really good reviews over the years. And it was a, it was a part-time or small business that worked well with my kids because then we started having children. And life is crazy bonkers busy when you have kids, as anybody knows. And it just, it worked well and it just grew from there. And over the years, I was, my philosophy has always been, if you do one good tour, then if you do another good tour, people will come on that too. So then I started yeah. doing multiple different tours and coming up with all these different ideas. And then I started doing stuff for like Discovery Channel and Outdoor Life Network and Creepy Canada. And I started doing a lot of casting in Edmonton. I, I'm an actor, so I started doing a lot of film and commercial work. And, you know, 20 odd years later, here we are. <laughs> So that's actually one of the funny things. Like, I think it's in your fourth podcast. You reference Creepy Canada. And mm -hmm. I almost fell out of my chair because I used to watch that show religiously. And I had to ask, like, outside of getting involved with the show, what, what's that like working in television as well? You, you did mention you're an actress. So yeah. uh, what's that kind of like working with Outdoor Life Network and producing a, or making a show like that? It was a blast. They had they had called me and they were just they were looking for stories in Western Canada. And I think that's what they did when they went to each province. They would connect with people. Um, and the guy who came up with the concept for Creepy Canada, and his name escapes me right now, but he's a fellow Newfoundlander. Oh, I wish I could remember his name, but I'll remember in a second. Um, Before he, you guys go in, can, explain to me. I don't even know what Creepy Canada uh, is. Creepy. Uh, Nadine will be what able to tell she's on it. Let her yeah, explain yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, sorry, you go, Nadine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, it's just a TV show that came out like 20 years ago, and it was just they would go to different provinces, and they would tell ghost stories, and it was like a reenactment. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And it was a huge hit. It's still, you can still see it in reruns to this day. Um, but yeah, so what the guy who originally was producing it uh, called me up and, or, you know, called different provinces and they looked for people. And I pitched them a whole bunch of different story ideas for different ghost stories. And they, they accepted a couple of them, um, like the Lac La Biche, the Firkins House at Fort Edmund Park out in Lac La Biche. Um, oh. And we did um, Fort Saskatchewan which was Florence Lissandro, the first and only woman ever hung in Alberta. Interesting part about that episode, I played Florence in that oh, episode. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they hung me from a tree. Oh, God. I will be going to YouTube after this episode of those Canadian lads, and I'll be checking that out. That's uh, yeah. In Lac La Biche, what happened in Lac La Biche? I, I was just there on the weekend. Well, Lac La Biche, that's where, of course, they had a lot of the... Um, uh, the, the priests were in a lot of the different churches out there. Mm -hmm. And it's the stories of, of course, a lot of the churches are still haunted by some of the priests that were originally out there during that time period. Um, so just great stories from Lac La Biche, Fort Saskatchewan, and the Firkins House at Fort Edmonton Park. Um, and that's the three that we did in, in, in Edmonton. And then they went on to Calgary and Vancouver and BC and things like that. 
Yeah, you got to do yourself a favor, Brad, and check out this show. It is, it is Canadiana at its finest, it is. which is awesome. And the reenactments are just, just perfect. Like uh, characters in dress from uh, whatever time period they're talking about, and it fades in and out. It's a, it's a wonderful st uh, story to be told on a lot of these episodes. So, very true. Yeah. Looks like Brad's smiling and maybe you cut off a little bit, but no, no, I'm just smiling. That's all. <laughs> I, I was gonna like I jump in and be like, I, I, I'm not into the paranormal, so just some background for you, Nadine. Jeff is, uh, oh, he hugely, 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 hugely. I am not, uh, though okay. I had my own experiences, and to, um, I'm we're really into UFOs here on those Canadian lads. Uh, it's been brought COVID's basically uh, made this happen so but that being said back to creepy canada so you you're you're writing on the show you're performing on the show uh was it just kind of a a, a quick thing or did that kind of uh kind of catapult you further on in your career with this kind of storytelling was well this i mean everything is a stepping stone I, I believe that everything gets you to the next spot and you know that was just another example of of an opportunity that came up i i jumped at it because at the time, um, my youngest was only seven or eight months old, and I was breastfeeding at the time. So literally, we were out in Fort Saskatchewan filming for two days. And, you know, again, husband thinks I'm a little bit crazy <laughs> when I do this stuff. I'm like, you need to bring the baby out. <laughs> I need to breastfeed him. From a tree, the baby sitting there <laughs> in the stroller. <laughs> I did. I did. Like they they hung me from a barn and and but it was an opportunity and that led to other opportunities and I you know I had done some stuff for like CBC and CTV and and you know it's a good thing that look it looks good on the resume it looks good on um when I would tell the stories and it just it just it's another stepping stone and it looks like is it looks good right now cuz you guys are referencing it and everything yeah. everything is a stepping stone and um I, I loved it. It was a great time. I wish I could think of the guy's name because he's a new philander. <laughs> oh, it's driving me crazy. And he has a great story on his own. He wrote a book. He ended up in prison. It's hilarious. So. Oh, wow. I know. That's, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah, so long story short, then that just catapulted me into other stuff. And, um, but yeah, I've always been an actor, you know, just doing different commercials in Edmonton. There's, there's tons of them. If you Google it, there's like AMA and, uh, you know, different commercials and I did a couple of movies and you know but then it, the, the whole purpose of anything you know I, I everything I've done it's always been um you know small because you know my focus our focus my husband and I our focus has always been the kids right. because like anybody who has kids they were very involved in hockey and they played a lot of elite hockey and so you know you're gone seven nights a week so it's only really slowed down like the last <laughs> Well, actually, it hasn't slowed down. So, hockey <laughs> reference on those Canadian last podcasts—that's never happened. Actually, that yeah, happens every night. So, first yeah, time, yeah. <laughs> no. And Brad knows all about that, getting the kids to and from and everything where they need to be. That's uh, that gets busy. I so. got little little ones who love playing the the hockey. So, but they're Timbits age and novice. Oh age, wow! So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, like yeah, they're enjoy it while they're young because they grow so fast. <laughs> like it's it's. Oh, I can't. My oldest is 19. My youngest is 17. He's out in Camrose with Camrose Kodiaks. And, you know, he's chasing his dream. And that's awesome. I miss him so much. Oh, I'm awesome. sure that's crazy. But what a good yeah. experience and great experience for him to play play junior hockey in Canada. That's awesome. Oh, it's, yeah. He's, he's going for his goal. He's going for his dream. That's awesome. Yeah. I've got a cat. So I don't have to run anything around. It's pretty easy. So, so uh, going back to like the so the podcast is well produced and it, it sounds fantastic. I, I love you. listening to it. Uh, Thank you. I said I'm lucky enough to have been on the ghost tour, uh, one of the ghost tours. I can only profess to the one. But, Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is it is amazing, and you're a wonderful storyteller. But I, I do have to ask because there's you you give a lot of information in regards to what's going on. How do you how do you go about researching these topics and these stories and tracking down what would be interesting for us to listen to? Um, you know, I I think I'm selfish. I think I tell what I like. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when I first started the ghost tours many many years ago, you know, I I'm a pretty positive person and I you know even though I went to the archives and I a lot of research I was very naive and I went around to the businesses in Old South Kona and literally knocked on the door and said hi doing a ghost oh. tour 
got any stories? And, uh, you know, the guys from, or the people from Carol's Sweet Shop who, that used to be on White Avenue, they told me all their originals. The people at the Elephant Castle told me their originals. Uh, the old Hub Cigar Shop before it burned down yeah. got their original stories. And that's how the original, all my original stories happened. Um, and then I just, you know, made a good path, what I thought would like last an hour. And I want to make it really about history, ghost stories. You can, you know, get a good bang for your buck per se. Um, I, I like making it entertaining. I like throwing a few jokes in there, a bit of humor. That's my right. style. And it's just, you know, the format works and it's, it's you know, people like it and they keep coming back. Um, I've seen my my original written stories or stories that I've told uh, being um, what's the word I want to use being stolen. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to say stolen. <laughs> <laughs> um, absconded. Okay. Um, and written by other people in different mm. books, um, which you know, at the end of the day, when you tell the story, it goes out into the world, and that's wonderful. I just, I really just hope that people will, you know, a lot of people do reference that they they heard it on the ghost tours, which is always nice. But there's been a, a few books that have literally retold my story verbatim, oh. which is always like, that's not very nice. So but they recorded you while they were walking around. <laughs> pe people do that too. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a story. Whether they're tweeting about it or Instagramming about it, it's a story. Once it goes out there, it goes out there. And... You know what? It's I, it's a compliment. So it so, is what it is. I haven't been on the the ghost tour. Jeff, is it creepy? You know what? It's like I uh, when we did it last time. Uh, I think we we did it in early October, so the setting was right for it. You know, you get the dark coming down early. The leaves are on the ground already, so it's a perfect setting for wandering Edmonton and hearing about uh, hearing about creepy stories that could have taken place, but. Nadine referenced one of the things that I actually really enjoy about the ghost stories and a lot of the paranormal stuff is we get the history of the city as well mm -hmm. when it comes to this type of stuff. A lot of the businesses that, as you just mentioned, that you took the stories from, these are places that either have ceased to exist or will, or you know, may not exist in the near future. And as a result, we forget about what the city was like to a certain point. So you, mm -hmm. you do you do get a historical picture of the city while getting entertained. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know we. You know, we've got about a good 150 years to work with. I mean, you know, when you think of other cities like Ottawa, Montreal, and Halifax, and Newfoundland, and Vancouver, you know, it's just, it's, you know, and, and like England, and Scotland, and the States, and New Orleans. I mean, just, just centuries of stories. We've got, got a, you know, we got about a good 150 years to work with here. So, you got, you got, you got to work with what you got. But well, It's almost relatable, though. You know, if you think about it, you know, we all, I, we're from Edmonton those Canadian lads mm -hmm. we're, we're both in Edmonton, Alberta and born and raised. And, um, it, it's, it's kind of cool getting like, I, I love the history of Edmonton and, but it's almost relatable when you talked about on your podcast with the, I'm just going to say Marianne's podcast, um, talking about her growing up in the Glengarry area and things like that. Very relatable for me. I grew up on the North side of Edmonton. So hearing kind of that story being very, you know, clearly, you know, um, laid out and, and very descriptive how you how you laid out her life and I'm like I can imagine you know and her from Two Hills comes from you know Two Hills they moved to the city wow. you know they they it, the whole thing just kind of really related to me and you know obviously I'm like huh, I wonder if my mom knew her or you know she's my mom's in her late seventies you know so maybe mm -hmm. there's some sort of you know connection there or. Or she she knew the story, right? So I'll have to go mm -hmm. back and ask. But um, that's what I loved about the podcast is just the descriptiveness and this the yeah. the storytelling and just it. Honestly, I was on an airplane listening and I was I was getting creeped out and I'm like I'm trying to work work backwards too. I'm like the killer, the the killer. Yeah, no, he's not alive anymore. He's dead. So who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, I remember reading about that story when I first moved to Edmonton because like I'm, I'm I'm that generation. I grew up on like unsolved mysteries, and if I had my time back. I would have done a media degree. I would have done something in media because that's what I should have done in hindsight. But, you know, I remember reading that story when I first moved here and I always found it fascinating. And, you know, when I started doing this podcast and I had always wanted to do a podcast. I mean, who hasn't wanted to do a podcast? Um, <laughs> and it wasn't until COVID came that I found myself with some time and I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. 
but again, it took me like I I didn't jump into it. I I six months of learning and researching and writing and and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I wanted the first ones to be ghost stories, which was really what I wanted to do. But then the, when I did the thir- my first unsolved murder per se, I wanted it to be that Marianne Pelt. I just I found it a fascinating story, and the husband had written a book about it, which was even. Like it took me so long to find that book because you can't find it anywhere. Um, and I, I think I read it like in an afternoon and then I just kept oh. rereading it over and over and over again. Cause it's a very well, well done book as well. So I just thought, Hey, it's a great story to tell. It's a crazy think- murder story. Like it crazy. honestly, it is crazy just to think about, yeah. you know, and this, the time when it happened, obviously communication isn't like what it is today. You know, they, you know, Marianne didn't show back up to the office after going and yeah. showing the, you know, it's just like, ah, you know, like, yeah. don't go, don't do that anymore. You know? yeah. No, yeah. And, and it's, it is an incredible story. Like it's, it's a, you look at what's on Netflix all the time. Now it's all these true crime stories and mm-hmm. did the husband do it? Or was it some creepy mm-hmm. loner who lured somebody into a van? And it's mm-hmm. completely one of those stories, but, um, and then you get like, you mentioned, uh, I think it's Jake, her husband's book. And- yeah. That book is not able to be found. I, like, I couldn't find it anywhere. I found one. That's awesome. But, <laughs> but in regards to like when you were going through the research and like obviously selecting this story because it kind of resonated with you. But like, did you find out anything along the lines that you're like, whoa, that is kind of nuts. Uh, more so than what the public would have heard at the time of the of the murder, effectively. Well, you know, the book, the book really gave uh, an insight into um, who who the family was. And I mean, you know, when you talk about Marianne Pelt, she's me. She's you. That family is any of us because yeah. that's a story of, of that could have happened to anybody at the time. Um, when, I, when I was reading the book, and like I said, I'll, I'll probably read it again tonight because it's a fascinating book. Right. Um, and if you ever want to board it, I'm happy to lend it to you. But oh, it's, yeah, a fa- yeah. Yeah. it's a fascinating book. But it's, you know, the, like you talked about how the technology at the time was, you know, it wasn't like today's cell phones and texting and all that. It was five o'clock or, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. The manager at the real estate office calls Jake at home and says, hey, is Marianne there? Well, no, she's not here, but she's not home yet. It's out of character. And then they drive, literally drive out to the to the land in Loma uh, that's for sale. She's not there. They drive back to the city, call the police. They go back out there and they meet the police again. And, you know, nobody, nobody could find her. There was no search parties. There was none of this, you know, uh, bulletins on the news. Um, so I think what I found interesting about the book is, is that they know, we know that the husband had nothing to do with it. He right. was at university. He was at, he was, he was not part of it. It was just the, the, the I, I just think the, what's the word I want to use? It was just how quickly it happened and how nobody noticed anything yeah, right. like she went from her her office on white avenue which is right by right around where um where, where pigs fly that off right. that stores and drove east to bonnie june shopping center like eight minute drive i've i've driven that road thousands of times because my kids went to vimy and i would go to pick them up yeah. and so she's at a busy shopping mall and nobody sees a thing and yeah. how that that I find fascinating. How nobody saw anything. Um, but I, this would be an amazing CBC or Netflix type, honestly, like like mystery movie. Like it I, would. I would, I would watch that. Like yeah, you know, it's just that that period of time. You know, yeah. without without knowing any, like it's such a creepy story because this guy. We're assuming it's a man. This man murders her and yeah, like nothing. Well, I mean, I think from the from what I can understand, and I'm I'm not a police detective and 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 nothing like that, but I mean, I I go along the lines of that he had to have been from the area, he had to have a knowledge of the area. It was his comfort zone, as they said. He had a knowledge of White Avenue. He Chevols, like who would know to park there? Yeah, um, right. You know, he knew the Loma area. Why Bonnie Dune Mall? Who meets at a mall? Like to be picked up, you know, the area and then where her body was found, which was, was two hours north. 
I mean, you had to have known that area. So was he from there? Did he do work there? Because she was found in such a remote area and her, her articles of clothing and, and items of, from her briefcase, it was, such a, it was in such a remote area that it was, like the police said in the, that I referenced in the podcast, it was a fluke. It was a miracle that right. her stuff had been found. So Nothing's that, random too, right? That's no. the other thing. And, you know, we didn't bring you on to talk about the the podcast because you can no, go on Apple Podcasts and listen to this podcast because it's amazing. Honestly, it, it, yeah. it... Thank you. Yeah, it was like, I'm not a big... I do a podcast, but I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. And uh, this is one that really got me hooked. I'm actually going to probably go and listen to more kind of mystery kind of podcasts because, like you said, it, it, yeah. gave me, it gave me the heebie-jeebies on the airplane, which, yeah. Well, there's yeah. so many great podcasts. I mean, I, I'm like any person out there. I love podcasts. I like, and I reference in one of my podcasts. I like, I literally fall asleep listening to a podcast every night. I, you know, I wake up and like the, the, the cords of the, the, the head jack are like wrapped around my neck and everything. And, you know, I love it. Who doesn't love it? And then, you know, I had been doing that for so long and I was like, Hey, I can do this. And that's 21st, always 21st yeah. century storytelling. You know, and that's always been my philosophy. Like, yeah. I can do that. You know, I'll do a ghost tour. I'll do a, a U of A tour. I'll do a pub tour. I'll do a mural tour. I can do that. You don't try, you'll never know. If two dopes like us can get one off the ground, <laughs> you'll definitely go far in this. Oh, so yeah. don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so go, going back to the ghost tours a little bit, because I'm assuming you're ramping up uh, for the season. Uh, I'm a, I think you're even starting early, uh, starting mid this week. Well, yeah, we started actually, I started way back in April. Oh, um, yeah. Um, cause so we go in the summertime too. So, okay. cause it's always a very popular tourist touristy thing to do now because of COVID we're not as, as, um, full, we don't have all the tours going, unfortunately. And I don't have any of the tour guides back, which is really sad, but we've been able to do, been able to do the ghost tours and the U of A tour. So back in, I usually don't start till June, but back in like April, I had a lot of people emailing me and saying, Hey, are you doing any tours early? Because people were so itchy to get outside because of the, the COVID lockdowns. So I was doing tours when we had uh, only 20 and then when I could only do 10 and then when I could only do five, <laughs> there was oh, wow. literally me and four people walking around old Strathcona. It was like the walking <laughs> dead. There was nobody on the streets <laughs> and it was, you know, it got me out of the house. And, well, oh, um, that would added to the ambiance though, of, yeah. you know, the whole, yeah. you know, spooking, I guess. Do you believe in this? Like, obviously like your storytelling, like, have you seen anything that really is like all of a sudden, boom, like it's like, you've seen it. You know, I, I'm like everybody, Brad. I'm, I'm a skeptic at heart. Yeah. I'm like every other person. I'm a total skeptic at heart. I want to see the proof. Um, but over the years, some pretty weird things have happened that you're like, hmm, I know there's nobody in the Walterdale Theater, but why, why do I hear sounds? Why do I hear, you know, um, why do I hear the, the, the bell ringing? Why do, I, why do I see the lights going on and off? Um, you know, I know nobody's in the school. I know there's nobody in the school but you can hear sounds inside or, or, you, or you'll see a shadow walk by. But it's like anybody. I'm a total skeptic. I want to see the proof. And, and the story that I always tell people that really gives me the creeps and has nothing to do with the ghost tours, but it has to do with an old house that we used to live in before this one. So um, this was, I don't know, probably 15, 14 years ago. So my youngest son, Jack, was about four years old. Very, very quiet child, very quiet child. Him and his older brother were downstairs in the rec room um, just playing. So one day, Jack comes up into the kitchen, very quiet, and says to me and my husband, you know, I, I don't want to play in the basement anymore. And we're like, well, why? You know, I was thinking that maybe his older brother was picking on him or, or whatever. And, and Jack, again, very quiet child, very serious child, uh, looks at me and says, because the man on the pool table keeps staring at me. Oh. I know. I'm out. See ya. I know. And then my and my husband is a very logical man. He's like, "What the hell did you bring home?" Uh, and so I was like, "Oh, calm down, calm down." So we go to I go downstairs with Jack, and you know, I'm like, "Okay, you know, we're in the rec room. Do you do you see this man?" And, and Jack's like, "No." And I was like, "Well, where was he?" And he said he was sitting on the pool table. I said, "What did he look like?" Well, he said he looked like Granddad. Now Granddad mm. is still alive. Granddad is still alive which meant that he like had gray hair and everything. And I said, did he scare you? And, and Jack says, no, but he just kept staring at me. 
So, you know, Jack went upstairs, wouldn't play downstairs in the rec room anymore. And again, I'm a skeptic at heart, but I still went downstairs that night when everybody was in bed. I went to the rec, I went to the rec room and I was like, okay, if there's anybody here, (laughs) you're welcome to stay. Just please don't let my kids see you because they don't understand (laughs) and never had any issues after. But that's the story I always tell him. And Jack still remembers that to this day. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because kids don't lie. Well, he was four. Yeah, he but was, what reason yeah. do they have to lie about an old man sitting on a pool table? That it know? is a it would be a weird thing to lie about. I definitely agree. And yeah, like I think, as I said, like I'm into this stuff. I I think kids, I think they perceive the stuff that we miss. I they think do. Stuff, I think we have blinders on when it comes to a lot of this stuff. We oh. do because you know there's always a reason. There's an explanation. Oh well, maybe it was the pikes, or maybe it was a shadow. But you know, a lot of weird things have happened. Now I always joke. You know, on the tour, I always say, you know, a lot of a lot of weird things in the area, but that that adds to the atmosphere sometimes. But yeah, a lot of weird things happen. Let me tell you, the only time I've been creeped out this this story you just told creeped me out, <laughs> but the the last story that really creeped me out, I was in grade eleven, I was working for the Catholic school board, and uh, I was going around with the work crews, and we cleaned carpets of every school during the summer. <laughs> it was my summer job, so we went to every Catholic school across Edmonton and we got to one school I forget the name of it It was close to downtown old school very old school and the uh the caretaker guy that I was working with he started getting like the heebie-jeebies he's like I got to tell you a story about the school so I'm like either he's effing with me or he's telling me (laughs) a true story but he told me the story about this school it's like I said near downtown um and he was in the um in the library and it was after hours and there was a kid in the school after hours and he's in the library. He's like, Hey kid, you got to go home. And the kid looked at him, smiled and then just walked through the wall. Like it was nothing. And the guy showed me his arm and my hair standing up on my arm. (laughs) The guy's hair, he had not a lot of hair, but it all stuck up in his, in his head. And to that day, I'm like, yeah, I'm just it creeps me out. So that's why I'm not because like there is something there. <laughs> you can scare mm-hmm. yourself. Well, there yeah. is. I mean, yeah. I don't do like I don't do research and I don't do any of that investigation stuff. That's that's not my style or that's not what I do. I know lots of people do it and they love it and they're great at it. And that's a wonderful thing if people that's what people want to do. But for me, it's all I love the storytelling. Like right. and that's how I get a lot of my stories because guaranteed every night on my tour Somebody will say to me, hey, I work there. I live there. I used to have a friend who owned that building. And then that's how the stories grow. Right. And then every year I try to change up the stories. And then that's, you know, I think right now I have, oh, my God, like I have a pile of original ghost stories that eventually I'm going to get into a book. I just, <laughs> I need, there's need to be, there needs to be more hours in the day. But um, again, it's all those original ghost stories that I have, and and I'm hesitant to tell them about tell them to anybody because as soon as you tell them, they're 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 abs- absconded by somebody else. You can take yeah, mine because I want to know what that kid <laughs> is all about. And yeah, I'm thinking, so. was it the McKay School downtown? <sighs> I'd have to pull one. up a. Was Grandin a Catholic school? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think Grandin was, but but it's still a great story. Yeah. yeah, it's it's creepy. The guy creeped me out. He and then I think on maybe they were getting into drugs. I don't know because probably yeah, yeah probably so, but probably. So that, that actually leads me to my next question. So no, out, I have never done drugs. No, 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 no. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only person in the world who's never done them. But I've never done drugs. <laughs> but you're you're out giving the ghost tours in like I said, time of the year that we're heading into. People get into it. You know, people maybe have a few few drinks before coming up on the tour or maybe token up a little bit. Obviously, have that you, was you, Jeff, having a few beverages before going. I would have a few beverages, tour. but... Yeah. I would, Is there a bathroom on this tour? Because I got to go to the but, bathroom. <laughs> but have you, have you had anyone who got, like, almost too into it during the tour and it was like, I can't be here any longer. I got to I gotta get out of here. I have. I've had okay. over the years, I've had um, families when they've had, like, teenage children. Right. Um, and I mean like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, who just got so overwhelmed or just freaked out by the stories or a certain oh, wow. story that we tell in the back alley of the Strathcona Hotel Yeah, that they just, they had to leave. They just felt 
they just didn't want to be there. They just felt overwhelmed with the situation. I've had in that back alleyway, I've had people had to leave before because they get an, sometimes they get a feeling of sickness, which mm-hmm. I find very weird. Um, a couple of years ago, about seven years ago, um, a lady was coming on the fire escape of the Strathcona hotel. Um, and she fell at literally <laughs> while I was doing my tour Oof. and, and people thought that it was part of the tour. Oh no! No, she's really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no. thankfully, she was okay, and we we call the ambulance and everything. But I have had people who've had to leave the tour because you know they they found a certain story a bit overwhelming or a bit too scary for them. Um, so, but it's again, it's it's at a parent's discretion. Um, but I mean, when people hear these stories and they remember them too, like when I tell the one at the Strathcona Hotel, it's a true murder that happened yeah. back in '82. I mean, I can't even make this stuff up. It's it's a true story, and I've had people I've had people on my tour who were relatives of the victim. Oh, and I've and who and whoever like you know you told the story very nice and you were very respectful and I appreciate that because um, I would never want to offend anybody or hurt anybody or anything like that. And I never tell her name, and I never tell the criminal's name either. I don't give him any yep. any you know credence, but um, I try to be very respectful of everything. Um, and, you know, I've actually had a uh, family of the, the guy who did the murder on my tour. Oh. And, yeah. And then they, they, I'm like, oh, my God. And because and, then you're like, what do you do with that? Um, but, you know, you just tell the story. Yeah. No, and that, that alleyway by the Strat is the perfect starting spot for that. Because, yeah. like I said, like, that's a creepy alley in the daytime, let alone, like, at night. So, <laughs> and the nighttime is even creepier. <laughs> Oh man, it is, it is nuts. It is. And I, I, I will say actually, so when, when we took the, my wife and I took the tour, my wife knew I would get a, a total kick out of it. And yeah. you're telling the story in front of the strat at the corner there. And there's a little bit of, there's always a little bit of commotion going on and a dude's looking out the window, kind of making some noises. And I remember my, my wife does not believe in any of this stuff. And she's like, uh, we might have to get out of here. There's something's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is the perfect starting spot. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed, especially during these COVID times, I've noticed that, you know, things were, things are a bit weird in White Avenue for many years. It's just White <laughs> Avenue. You deal with it. It's it, it's almost like the third character in the play. Oh, yeah. But since COVID, it's gone to a whole different level. Um, and I joke about that now. And I actually tell people when we're in that back alleyway and I say, you know what? Been doing these tours many years, but for the last two years during COVID, somebody in this building starts yelling. Don't oh, yeah. know, don't know who they are. Don't know what they're yelling. I mean, I've heard grocery lists. I've heard passages from the Bible. I've heard everything being yelled at me. Um, and what do you do with that? You just, you know, I've been telling my stories there for 15 years. I'm not leaving. Um, we're only there for like seven minutes. But yeah, yeah there's a guy who just. I, you know, sometimes they don't see him for weeks, and then some some nights he pops his head and he's he's screaming something. I'm and... signing up for this bad boy. I gotta do this. This is <laughs> this is something I gotta experience. Like this is incredible. Yeah. Like Jeff, and you said there was a lot of we. Jeff and I have talked about that back alley a bit, just off. We've known each other for a long time, but he was telling me that there was there's been a lot of murders in that back alley. Is there not? Yeah. So from the research I've done, it's close to 26 dead. Uh, murders dead bodies have been found in that back alleyway and i always reference that of course in the parking lot where we stand there's actually that's where four of them had been found over the years but now on a positive side i like to see the positive <laughs> side there the old strathcona foundation got a really great or strathcona business association got a great uh, some great funding and they're redoing the back alleyway Oh yeah, that's where Sugar and Spiced Bakery is and all that. Yeah. You know, get the tour, yes. get some cake. <laughs> yeah. No, and Sugar and Spice, that is a great bakery and they are great individuals. And I, I, I tell the story at their bakery sometimes too. But then that back alleyway, they're trying to revitalize to bring more people into the back alleyway. So that's right. hopefully it's a good revitalization for the the Strathcona businesses. I love the positivity there, because yeah, that's bad <laughs> energy. You got yeah. 20 dead bodies throughout the last hundred <laughs> some years and yeah, hey, look at the positive here. and there's yeah. there's great murals there's like so many great yeah. murals so the pause i always go to the positive. oh it's super cool but you know also if you're into the paranormal like jeff he he wants it to stay dark yeah i don't need and it, it to stay dark <laughs> yeah. but i mean over over the last two two years year and a half with covid 
Um, it's, oh, I think I froze. Did I freeze? Oh. Oh, there oh, I am. We can still Sorry. hear you, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think over the last year and a half, it's it just, it's, I think with COVID, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's an interesting spot. I mean, there's a lot of people who are suffering or people who need help yeah. and, and yeah. my, my empathy goes to every single person there, but it's, it's, it's been, it had some challenges. I've had some challenges this last couple months actually, where I had, you know, one guy was causing a lot of issues. So, mm. but that's been dealt with, but, um, what do you do? Because then you don't want it to impact your business and cause you want to keep going, but you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah, we've we've talked about that on the podcast, and White Ave is a pretty good epicenter uh, in regards to where some weird, crazy stuff can kind of happen in Edmonton. Uh, it's probably due to the the diversity of the individuals and people who probably need some assistance from you know society to mm-hmm. help them get back on their feet and get you know the mental well being that they they truly truly need to mm-hmm. get back up and going, but that's just it. It's like, you're, you're walking around with a tour group at night and it becomes one of those things where it's like to that person, it's like, Oh, that's where I should be now. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I actually know a lot of the homeless people in the area. I've known them for years. Um, you know, it's, I was like, Hey, Nadine or Hey ghost lady. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I'm always like, Hey, how you guys doing? I it's, it's, you know, it's good people. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and it's like anything, it's sometimes it's just one or two per- persons and it's, and I'm not saying it's homeless people. It's, it's sometimes it's just the people in the area who are out for dinner. Oh, yeah. Um, you never know who's going to be, you know, who's going to think that they're funny, but they're not, but you know, <laughs> it's old Strathcona. It's, it's hopefully it's that like, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the third character to play and it's, you know, it's, it's, it makes for the evening. Cause I always say to people, you never know what's going to happen and we just roll with it. Absolutely. So you, as I said, the ghost tour is a great success. It's people love it in Edmonton. Uh, the podcast is off to a great start. So what, what's next for Nadine? What What are you putting out for us next on this? Is it just more podcasts? Uh, I think so. Like I, I want to do this video thing. I think that's that's the next thing. I'm always trying to find new ways to take things to a next level. Again, there just needs to be more hours in a day for me. That's my biggest yeah. challenge. Um, but I'm I'm I have. I can't tell you how much I'm loving the podcast. It's, it's opened up a whole new world for me. Um, you know, when I started the podcast and I, 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 you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. I was like, and I, from all the research I did and from some of the people that I've talked to, they were like, you know, you might get 50 downloads a week, you know, so just be, it's, you know, you build it over time. It's going to take time. And I'm like, not a problem. I'm all about patience. And, you know, right away, it's just, when I put out the very first episode, it just, it took off and I was hitting, I was hitting, um, like, you know, between 80 to hundred downloads a day. And I was like, who are these people? You know? And I was like, I was like, Oh, I love them all. It's, it's, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's such a great feeling when you know that you're, you know, the hard work is paid off. And then, um, and then when I put out the, the unsolved murder of Marianne Pelt, that just took it to another level where you know again the downloads were consistently like 150 a day and i was like and i was like you know (laughs) i was i just thought it was gonna be 50 a month and now it's a day i was getting consistently getting these numbers and i was getting positive feedback positive reviews positive like you know followers and all that and i was just blown away really just blown away um we need to talk about murder more yeah i think think you do (laughs) i think you do um and then yeah. I just put out episode number four last Saturday. And that and it's really weird because when I started this podcast, I had a lot of stuff pre-recorded. And as soon as the podcast happened, um, there was a loss of my family. And so everything just went mm-hmm. went south. And so everything yeah. went much slower than I had anticipated. But uh, thankfully, I got the fourth episode out Saturday. And then that one just took off. And now, since Saturday, since that latest podcast... I'm hitting 300 downloads a day and nice. I'm just like, Excellent. I'm like, like, who are these people? And I'm so, and I'm so appreciative. I'm so, so appreciative of it because it just, it just, it just fires me on for the next one. But the next one is going to be another uh, unsolved murder disappearance. That's never been solved. Another one from Alberta that just, it's not talked about on the news. Um, and I, I think for some reason, Alberta gets forgotten about with all of these, all the great stories and crimes that we have. So even though I'm going to do more of Canada, 
Um, there's some great stories literally in my backyard that That's happened because awesome. I'm up in I'm up in Summerside. Yeah. And and there's there's some from around here that happened back in the 70s and 80s, too, that um, just again, I've researched them. I've written them. Fascinating. I think any time that you get that subject matter with the quality that you're putting together on your podcast, and if you mix in a few more monkey ghosts, you will have an entire audience just hooked. I was when the the fire the firehouse story about the fire chief with his pet monkey. I was I was walking around my neighborhood, and I'm sure one of my neighbors saw me just go like, "What?" And I mean, you know, it's like anything, no matter what city you go to, there's always a history tour. There's always a ghost tour, you know, and, and you can do you can do these tours anywhere. But the stories are just so wonderful and genuine um, that I just I love them all. I just so I it's I, I don't think I could choose between doing ghost stories and the true crime. But I know that the true crime is very popular, extremely yeah. popular. Um, and, you know, that's what I love. I mean, like I said, I, I fall asleep with an ear pod in my ear every night listening to another murder mystery from whatever I'm listening to at the time. So, I mean, I know if I'm like every other woman out there, I love a good murder. Um, <laughs> of course. Who of course. doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a big, yeah, that's a big genre. That's a big genre. Oh. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, cause again, I'm new to this game. So I'm, again, I'm always trying to figure out where do I go next with it? Um, you know, because, uh, you know, I've had a lot of requests now from advertisers who want to do ads or whatever it is and monetization Good. and all that. So that's another thing like, OK, I got to figure that out. But it's just a stepping stone. So that's learning awesome. as I go, learning as I go. Well, it sounds like you're learning really quick and it's certainly uh, gaining a lot of traction. That's fantastic. I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> not Apparently a, not. No. I'm not a big sleeper. <laughs> Like I, I wake think, up, I wake up at four or five and I'm like, oh, I might as well get up and get something done. And then I just sit and I write or whatever I have to do with the day because I have a regular job like, you know, like everybody else. And that, you know, that comes first. The kids comes first. Um, you know, you have to make time for yourself. So you just go with it. That's awesome. That's yeah. From I, my point of view that, like I said, the, it, just the respect you expect, like the, the true, like true crime and, and murder discussion, like just the respect you give to the, uh, the topic and the way you describe it. Like if you're listening to our podcast today, go and start downloading Nadine stuff because it is incredible. I honestly, like I said, it's, we're those Canadian lads. We're a podcast for Canadians by Canadians Our we want to talk about Canada. We want to talk about, you know, things that excite us, the paranormal is excited. Jeff, and be honest with you, I just came across you on Twitter one day and I was like, this would be really interesting to talk about. And it just, uh, it blew me away. Cause like I said, Jeff had experience with your tour and, uh, now, you know, getting a chance to meet you, uh, I feel honestly just uh, honored cause you're obviously a very creative person. And, uh, um, this is something, uh, a creative outlet for Jeff and I, for our podcast and, um, getting a chance to, to learn. That's kind of the, the basis. We're not making any money from this. We're, we're, uh, we're just trying no, to, neither uh, am I, neither am I. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're trying to, to, to learn. And, and I learned a little bit about my city and, and my community, uh, from you, which is incredible. So. I, you know, you, I seriously, sincerely appreciate that. You, you know, I'm, I love what I do. And, you know, they always say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I honestly love what I do. It's, it's never been a, a, a chore or anything like that to go do a ghost tour. It's because I'm always so energetic for it. Um, I love doing that. And then, and like I said, doing a podcast like you guys have done, it's, it's a great creative outlet for anybody. I mean, anybody can start a podcast. They can really, yeah. but then when you take the time to make it professional and to put the work into it, um, it just takes it to another level and then people want to come out and hear it. So, I mean, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, the, the, the most thankful thing I did though, is like years ago, I bought hauntedcanada.com. <laughs> About that years ago, so I was like, I'm going to need this at some point. And I'm so happy that I did because, you know, you can't have a, a haunted podcast on Canada podcast without ordering, ordering the website. So I'm really happy that I bought that years ago. That was a good move because when I looked it up, I was like, I can't believe she got this, uh, this website five weeks ago. There's <laughs> <So laughs> yeah. no way this could have been up for grabs. <laughs> no, I, I probably bought that probably 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> um, I had like, I, 
I bought so many websites. I had always, <laughs> I was buying like, and I had sold some too. So it, it, it paid off because I wish I had bought more at the time too. But you know, the lady, um, Yvette, who does my uh, websites at I am solutions, she's fabulous. Um, she, she's just like, how many websites do you own? How many domains, how many domains do you know own? But they pay off because, you know, um, you know, I never know what I'm going to do. And, and it's good to, you have to have that. And it's all about diversification. Um, like yeah. I said, I do the ghost tours and then, you know, we do the U of A history and haunted walk. We do the haunted pub tours. We do mural tours. And I actually just started uh, last Sunday, I started doing cemetery historical walking Ooh. tours. Jeff's yeah. intrigued. I'm intrigued I, on that one. Yeah. I had, I had been trying for a while, for a couple of years, to get permission with the city of Edmonton to do it. Um, and it just never worked out at the time. And I reconnected with the, somebody there this uh, spring, and they love the idea. They're like, yeah, we'll let you do it. Um, and, of course, it's not a ghost tour. It's a historical tour. It's done very respectfully. Uh, you know, the pioneers and, and the people who are buried there and some of the interesting, intriguing stories. Um, and so the first one was just this past Sunday. Ten people showed up and signed up, which I was super excited for. And they all had a great time and they left some great reviews. So, again, oh. it's like, hey, what else can I do? And, and there's a potential for another tour for Halloween with a partner, um, a it might happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, that might happen uh, downtown with another tour company that I'm going to partner with. So you never know. And if you don't try, I'll never know. It's all about the hustle. It's you all a hustle. about the hustle. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in the hustle because if you don't do it, it's, you know, it's a great idea. If you build it, they will come. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's just it. And as you gave everyone a memorable experience and people will return, recommend it to other people and you just keep firing out quality material like a great podcast not ours yours but no, uh, yours, is a, yours is a good podcast too. i listen oh, no, i listened oh, no. i listened to two of them this morning oh, so no which you guys ones? Do <laughs> yeah which, which, <laughs> well i listened to the one with the olympian oh yeah um, oh yeah yeah fantastic one fantastic that was a good yeah, one yeah, yeah. that was that the best. was a that was the best that was one because really I wasn't one. on it. So <laughs> that's, what, that's why that one was so good. <laughs> and I listened to the one about the election, about the new election coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. That's Who not doesn't... very good. <laughs> well, I was actually out yesterday on Labor Day volunteering for the election, so for a candidate. Oh, so, I, again, not enough time in the day. But, you know, if you don't get out and make your mark, you never will. So 100%. Yeah. So And, I... and interestingly enough, it was in the area the glengarry area oh really oh i nearly i nearly fell over when they told us that's (laughs) the area that i was leafleting i was like (gasps) i was like and i don't like i don't know the house that marianne pelt actually lived in but i was like oh my god i wonder if this is it you know you it it would just freak me out oh the the way you describe i just go keep going back to that one like that i when you described her office in glengarry or whatever you know like for the first company i could imagine like one of these like old little you know convenience store type you know business centers and you know yeah Yeah. that would have been creepy if you actually came across her house oh yeah and and you got to remember too this was back in a time when when and, and i hate to say this but you know, women weren't being hired. Yeah. This is yeah. back in the day when women weren't being hired for work. And she went out and she proved herself. She had won awards. She was oh, had such uh, a, she had such a dynamic personality that, you know, business was coming to her. I mean, she had won a trip to Hawaii. She was on her way to winning a second trip to Hawaii. She was damn good at her job. She was like yeah. every other mother out there in the seventies and eighties who was hustling, who, you know, who, who couldn't get a job and, and, and got one. And, um, you know, she, she was the ultimate hustler and I don't mean, and and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, she hustled, she went out, she was selling property. She was doing what she needed to do to support her family. I mean, she was paying off debts. She was doing what, what, what I do for my family, what you do for your family. We work our asses off to support our family and, you know, kudos to her for what she had to do, what she did. And then for it to be, you know, for her life to be cut so short. It's just, it's not, uh, it's not right. Yeah, it is. It is nuts. And like, it, it's, it may be a positive sign of the times that like, as I said, when I looked up the podcast and it's like Alberta's first female uh, real estate agent 
And I'll, I'll admit my immediate reaction was I'm like, well, in the 70s? Well, wouldn't it have been earlier? Like, But obviously that was a sign of the times. And mm-hmm. you're 100% right. Like, you, you brought up the, the optimistic approach of who this person was, unfortunately mm-hmm. meeting her untimely end. However, mm-hmm. she was killing it. She was oh, just yeah. killing it at life and just paying off their debts, helping her husband go to school, balancing the family, killing it on the sales front. And you're like, yeah, this was a dynamic individual. And it's always unfortunate when somebody gets cut down in their prime. But it, just think of what she could have accomplished and where their family yeah. could have ended up at the end of the day had, it, had this unfortunate event not happened. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and I think for me... Um the thing that really hit me hardest is that she was a mother. Yeah. Right. She had two boys. I have two boys and I, I can't, you know, the thought that, you know, they lost her mom. It's just, it breaks your heart. And I, I don't want to intrude upon them and I would never, I don't want to, I don't want to intrude on their lives and whatever, but it's just, it breaks my heart because I have two boys. And I remember, I remember years ago when the kids were little, my kids were little and I, my appendix burst and I had to go in for emergency surgery and I was, petrified that I was going to die yeah. and I was just like you know I was like surgeon please I I need to raise my children don't don't let anything happen and I was petrified that something was going to happen so you know it just breaks my heart because you yeah. know that's all of us want to do all of us all of any of us want to do is just be there for our kids and you know it's sad it's very sad and this it's sadder that you know the asshole and I'm gonna uh, sorry, can I say yeah. can I say that okay. we yeah. swear all the time we swear all the time yeah, yeah. That, that this that this coward yeah. That this coward of waste of skin. Gonna, not even I even call him a man, a coward of a human yep. being did this and um yeah, it's sad. And and then they think that he tried to do it again the next day because he yeah. another real estate agent in the Edmonton area received a similar phone call from a man by a similar name saying, Hey, I want to go see this land out of town. So it could have happened again to somebody else. So did he move on? Did he stay in Edmonton? Is he still alive? He'd be in his, what, probably 80s, 90s now? But somebody, you know, it's like that podcast. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows who this man is. And it would be absolutely wild, like I said, like you've brought a new story to light, a story I hadn't heard of as an Mm -hmm. Edmontonian. But wouldn't it be wild if it did actually resurface? Like, hey, we Mm -hmm. think we know who this might be now. Mm -hmm. It'd be nuts. So I know. It's, it's. Like somebody has to know something like the guy, he had to have been from the area. Like, I don't know. It's scary. And I mean, I don't know. Well, what do you do? I think that's an excellent opportunity to throw out a plug for Nadine. Obviously, Brad had listened to the podcast, got scared himself. So that's a ringing endorsement. I'll just give you an, let me just take you into the brain of Brad. So (laughs) I I was transported back into the, was it the, the late 60s? 70s the 70, early yeah. early 70s right early 70s early i was transported into the early 70s i could he- hear and smell edmonton at that time like you know growing we're all been around edmonton for a long time but like edmonton was just a small town prior to the boom of you know the the 90s and the and the oil early industry. 2000s and the oil industry like edmonton was was a small town i was taken back i honestly i to kind of describe it, I was if you've grown up in Edmonton, you're going to be taken back. You like I said, your your mom or your dad, if you're born and raised in Edmonton, you have stories of old Edmonton. Like I, honestly, I'm not even joking. I was taken back into a time. That's why I think you need to write a screenplay about this story. You should write a screenplay and sell it to like Netflix because we need CanCon and we need this story to be told. And I. I I'm blown away, blown away. Like we need to find a killer. We need to, you know, like, yeah, I'll stop there. No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's a fascinating story. It's still blows my mind to this day that, that the the killer has never been caught. And it's the technology of the time too, because when they found some of our material on the logging road up North, um, you know, they, they stopped, they were searching, but then they stopped searching because the snow had fallen. And I actually had mentioned this to my husband the other day. I said, you know, if that was today, they'd still be searching in the wintertime. They wouldn't yeah. stop searching. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. the snow fell, they called off the search. And her body was only found a little ways away from where some of the material, her material had been found in, the, in the, the early winter before the snow fell. So if her body had to have been discovered, um, you know, they, they might have been found out a cause of death and, and things like that. But because they had waited to the spring, um, 
unfortunately her her body had had decomposed by then and they really couldn't find any information yeah it's it's probably realistically whomever did that they probably got scot free because of that delay in finding the oh. evidence of what took place with her yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, there, there was little things that were left at the at the scene. I mean, there was a the sunglasses uh, that was left in the car that was found at the Chevrolet lot. There was um, a pack of cigarettes, Tamoya cigarettes. Yeah. The the radio had been tuned to a station that you know Marianne Pelt had never listened to. The family didn't listen to. Um, but you know, and I say it in the podcast. You know, when I read the book, you could really tell the, the, the grace that the husband and the family had shown during the time, especially with the family. He was, he was, the father was so supportive of his kids of what they were going through and they had gone through a lot and they were, you know, just, I just such respect for the family because they had gone through so much and something that I don't mention in the podcast that I might follow up in in an additive down the road is that you know, um, Mr. Pelt did eventually remarry, which was lovely because he had small kids and he yeah. found a he found a lovely wife, um, his second wife. Sadly, they they passed. He passed. He he and his second wife passed away several years later in a plane crash. Oh, yeah, wow. and um, that was that's even sadder. I thought you were going to say, and then she turned up dead. Like, no, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no, because because there was he had such success from the book. Right. That the book had been like, and he had published it himself, okay. and he had because um, he couldn't get a publisher to publish it, so he published it himself. And uh, some of the Christian uh, church organizations had bought it, and then made it some of the readings, and that's how it became oh. so popular, and became such a bestseller. Um, and then he was asked to travel around Canada and give, you know, give talks about faith because he had such he had such a good Christian faith. Right. He really believed, you know, they, they prayed every morning. He had a, a belief in God, which is wonderful. And he had such a faith that they he was asked to do these speaking tours. And he had been headed over to BC to do a speaking tour and sadly had died in a plane crash. He and his second uh, wife. You got, you have a story there to write a screenplay right there. You know, I was watching. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. Oh, can I'm you, telling you. Can you get me some money to fund that, please? Well, Jeff and I are private. No, just... <laughs> I think I got five bucks in the yeah. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll donate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, you you have such a, a shining light of a person with Marianne, the story of her husband. You know, the work they did, obviously in the in the church community. You know, him telling the story of his wife. You know, mm-hmm. and hit unfortunately his his you know his demise uh, with the plane crash, which is obviously even more shocking. You should have said that in the podcast, Dean. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? From from my point of view, like that's something I would tune in. I think a lot, obviously a lot of people would too, especially, you know, with the amount of downloads you're getting with uh, with the telling of that story. So fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Uh, how do we promote me. you? How do we, how do we sell Nadine Bailey and Haunted uh, Canada and tell us more how people can get in touch with you about ghost tours and how they can you know get in touch with you about podcasts well it's like anything just visit the website edmontonghosttours.com um, from there everything is linked there all my ghost tours that we do especially the Halloween season coming up that also links to the podcast Haunted Canada or you can visit the website hauntedcanada.com um, so happy I bought that years ago oh yeah uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like I said, the podcast is on uh, Spotify, iTunes. It's everywhere. Um, and I just, I so appreciate you, you two gentlemen for inviting me on your podcast. Oh. Cause this is my first time I've been invited on any podcast and I'm so excited. Um, and I just, I really appreciate it because, you know, I'm a big believer in supporting each other, whether it's supporting the businesses in Old Strathcona, um, or helping anybody however I can. So, and I, I really appreciate you having me on your podcast today. Oh, it was our pleasure. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. As I said, like, as somebody who's seen your product, listen to your podcast, I'm more, I'm more than happy to say to everybody out there who's listening, go check out the Ghost Tour, check out the podcast. The, you will not be disappointed at all. And I hope I don't get, don't call me a stalker when I come to your your tour because it'll be like I am Brad from those Canadian lads and be like oh god that guy again so <laughs> well I had to tell you one more interesting fact about that story and it just popped in my head so um, we I mentioned that the land that she was selling was in Loma Alberta some people say Luma I say Loma yeah um, so as I mentioned earlier my son is out in camera is playing hockey 
First time we were driving out to Camrose. That's the same road that goes to Loma. Oh. And when we were driving out the first time, I was like, I was like, oh my God, there, there's a sign, this is Loma. And, or Luma, Loma. Um, so then last Saturday, we went out to watch one of my son's hockey games. And I, you know, I said to my husband, hey, can we stop in a Loma for a bit? I just want to drive down the road. I, I, because I, I, I just wanted to see the land. And I don't actually know specifically where the land that, that she was selling was. But it's it's not a it's not a city it's not a town it's not anything it's just it's just a strip of road. That's what Loma is a strip of road that you drive for maybe four minutes, and I saw maybe seven houses and that's it. That's wow. the land that she had gone with this gentleman um, to show him that land so times and I I was just amazed I had I, mean, I was creeped out a little bit um, but it was a very peaceful place too. But yeah, I just fascinating that that's, you know, I had actually been out to the land as well or to that area as well. That's that's wild because realistically, like you said, in a with it just being a strip of seven yeah. homes, nothing there. It's like you probably saw where it went down. Somebody so, saw something. Yeah, like yeah. somebody saw something. So who knows? Hopefully, it'll be solved one day. And if it's not, then that's unfortunate. Brad, we're going for a drive. No. <laughs> get in my car brad get my car. Yeah. awesome well once again nadine thank you so much for coming on it, this this hour flew by so thank i know you so much. where'd it go thank you so much for entertaining us and we look forward to everything else you're gonna put, put out there i really appreciate you guys thank you so much for having me i'm gonna link this to my next podcast so that people can and check out your podcast as well but again I really appreciate it. Like, I'm so happy that somebody invited me on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I, it won't be the last time you're on a podcast. I'm sure a lot oh, of yeah. people will be watching this and, and, you know, listening to what you're putting out even further and they'll be having you on because it, it was honestly like, we love learning. I learned a lot tonight. So thank you very much. Well, I'll be listening to your podcast too now. So I'll see what happens with you guys next. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Episode 37 is in the books. Thanks everybody for listening to those Canadian lads. Jeff, anything last, last thoughts? No, I think we've said it all. As I said, go out and get creeped out. Enjoy Nadine's products. Go for it. So, Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to those Canadian lads podcast. Give us a follow on social media. We're on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you like what you heard, give us a follow and share it with your friends. Thanks again and have a great night.